Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. My guest today is Simone Butler. Simone, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm excited to uh, interview you and, and ask some maybe not so typical questions on our episode today. So for those of you who have not met Simone yet, she is an expert astrological guide with more than 30 years of experience in helping people find their purpose and their passion. She began her career in LA as a fashion editor, which is really cool, and has since written for many platforms, including the Star Scroll, Tarot.com. Her books, Astro Feng Shui, uh, Making Magic in Your Home and Life, and Moon Power, Lunar Rituals for Connecting with Your Inner Goddess, bring ancient secrets into modern living. You can read her blogs and learn more about her weekly Patreon show, Simon Simone Says, at astroalchemy.com. Wherever you're watching, we'll put that link in the show notes for you so that you can easily find that. Simone lives in San Diego with her cats, Max and Nora. Again, welcome to the show. Thank you. I got to start with, how did you go from LA fashion editor to what you do now? Well, I happened to be in LA at a time that was very exciting. The whole metaphysical scene was just... Mm -hmm. Loading. You know, LA is a very high frequency place to be mm -hmm. and lots of creative folks. And so there was just, I mean, everything from walking on fire to uh, studying astrology, mm -hmm. energy healing, and all these things were available to me. Yeah. I was taking a bunch of classes actually. And then I realized, oh my God, I'm going to go crazy if I don't just choose one thing mm. go deeply into it gotcha I really feel like astrology chose me mm. because it was just one of those I, I I didn't even make the decision myself and then I just started studying it and looking at charts I took classes um, mm. you know, and the more I studied the more completely obsessed I became and this is typical mm. that end up becoming astrologers you go through about a five huh. period where you do nothing but totally obsess about charts. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so let's, for, for anybody who doesn't know who's watching or listening, tell us about charts and what those are. How does that fit into the whole thing? Well, astrology is a very ancient art. I prefer to call it an art than a science, although okay. it's course connected to astronomy. And back in the day, I mean, way back in the day, like the Babylonian times, mm -hmm. um, astrology and astronomy were the same thing. There okay. was no difference between them. It's kind of like the right brain is the astrology part and the left brain is the astronomy part. Gotcha. 
And so, in fact, a lot of us astrologers are going back to our roots now. A lot of the ancient texts from that period as mm -hmm. a period have finally been translated. And so we are learning these techniques that have been lost to us for thousands of years, which mm -hmm. is exciting. So astrology mm -hmm. is just basically a way of tracking not just your inner self as far as being able to look at it of the heavens on the day you were born and see where all the planets are and what that mm -hmm. but you can also use it for timing and that mm. is it's it's real value to see like well what phase is the moon today mm -hmm. and in fact you said you have a moon calendar on yeah i do <laughs> google moon calendar right so you can track that and we can talk more about that if you want because i think it would be of a of great interest to yeah work women in business because there are some moon phases that are better than others for being out in the world and there are some that are more like hey why don't I just stay home and take care of you know paperwork today right I, you know I think sometimes we assume that the like ebbs and flows in our energy are there's something wrong with me that I don't feel like being out in the world right now but sometimes there's more to it and there's other things affecting us that are helpful to know. So yeah, I would love to know uh, when you say moon cycles, most of us know full moon, new moon. That's about the extent of it. So, you know, as if you were explaining this to third graders, where would you start? Yeah, well, there are actually eight. Okay. Moons, and we're talking about the, the relationship between the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. And it starts with the new moon, also known as the dark of the moon. And we're coming into one of those phases now. Mm -hmm. The, this uh, coming weekend, we'll have a new moon in Scorpio. This is the seed planting time. Hmm. Even though the moon is dark, you can't see it, it's still extremely powerful. And so once the moon is new, then it's in its waxing phase mm -hmm. and growing little by little in light until it reaches two weeks later, the full moon, when mm -hmm. the are opposite in the heavens. And the full moon obviously is more of a time of expression. Things are out in the open. It's a time of illumination. Um, you know, the emergency rooms are packed full of people. Yes. <laughs> Truly, I mean, that's really documented. I've seen the studies on it and it's surprising because it's like, okay, well, I guess there's some science that connects some of yeah. these things. But yeah, my sister used to work as an EMT paramedic her and her husband both. And she said the same thing. When the full moon is out, crazy things happen like they are way busier yes and then from the full moon back down to the new moon that's the waning cycle mm -hmm. the moon is losing light the waning cycle the witches would say is a banishing cycle <laughs> okay it's time to get rid of things it's mm -hmm. a time to complete things mm -hmm. not really a time to launch something new if you want to launch, if you want to be successful in your, mm -hmm. and you have something new to launch or new clients to contact or something like that, try to schedule it between the new moon and the full moon, and you'll mm -hmm. be far more successful. Then you can follow up with people and continue with things during the moon. Okay, that's interesting. So you use the moon cycles to kind of decide when to calendar out different things that you do in your business. Yeah. And also, okay. what sign the moon is in. You know? Okay. 
like what is the prevailing energy of the day? Mm -hmm. Of course, now I'm not remembering where, oh, the moon's in Leo. Okay. That's your moon sign. How perfect is that? We're recording this. Okay. That the moon is in your sign. Now, of course, your sun sign is Sagittarius. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't, I'm not familiar That's with your moon sign. Sun. Yeah, the okay. sun was in Sag on the day you were born. Right. But the moon sign is so important. Mm -hmm. And it's especially important to know where the moon was when you were born. So you can track when the moon is in that same sign because mm -hmm. it's bring out the Leo moon in you. Hmm. Leo so how, how would somebody find their moon sign if they're listening and they're like, I know my sun sign. I have no idea what my moon can, sign is. Yeah, yeah. You can look it up on my website at askme.com. Okay. I cool. have finder tab. You just go on there. And I will say the effort to find your birth if you can, okay. at least within 10 or 15 minutes, huh. because uh, the moon stays in a sign for two and a half days. So some people are born on the day it changes sign. And oh, so if you happen to be one of those people, you will need your time of birth. Gotcha. So the moon signs change more frequently than the sun signs yeah, do. Exactly. Ah, sun sun okay. takes 30 days. Right. Sign. And moon is much more quick. Okay. What it, what does it mean to have Leo moon? Well, that's yeah. a higher sign, just like Sagittarius. In fact, your rising sign is also Leo and the mm. rising how you appear to the world, how people see you, mm -hmm. how you energy out and the moon is your emotional nature your instincts what comes huh. really to you so you are what is known as triple fire is that a good thing is that a bad thing <laughs> well it makes you very energetic okay going right is that not true at times i can be very outgoing i would say energetic definitely describes me yeah 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 well you know you have I printed out your um, chart here and you have oh, cool. one, two, three, four, five planets in the fourth house. This is where astrology gets complicated. Okay. This is a more hidden inward type mm -hmm. of, so you're also a person that really needs your introspective time. That is definitely true. <laughs> and your home is extremely important to you. And I hope that you mm -hmm. have a home that is very, very cozy and conducive and mm. for you because if you didn't and you were out in the world doing your fiery thing for too long you know you you would have a problem you know you really need that cozy home that's interesting because I've actually done that I went kind of digital nomad for a couple of years oh. um, and it was very unsettling it uh -huh. worked great in some aspects but in other ways I felt very unanchored so that's interesting yeah so, you know, there are many ways the moon and understand the moon. Your moon phase, by the way, is mm -hmm. an interesting thing to look at. Yours is what's called waning gibbous. It's okay. after the full moon. It was a few days after mm -hmm. the moon when you, you were born. And this is from my book, Moon Power. Uh -huh. um, it's called the disseminating moon. You are a gifted communicator tell your truth and engage in spirited talks. Like Mother Teresa, who mm. disseminating moon, you have an important message and work tire tirelessly to share it. 
Is that true? That's very interesting. Yeah, most people who know me would probably say that's true. Yeah, there's more, but I don't want to. Huh. So that, that's, that's really fascinating. Like we hear so much about the sun signs and what those mean, but we don't hear as much about the moon signs and how those affect who we are. Yeah, because you can't, um, you have to be able to look that up. Everybody right. has a sun sign. That's fine, right? right. And can get away with doing sun sign guides. But the moon sign has to be determined by ideally your time. Uh-huh. And you have to look that up. That is so fascinating. So, you know, your book is called Moon Power. Tell me a little bit about what it goes into and and who it would be a good fit for. Well, it's kind of an introductory book about moon signs. Mm -hmm. Learn, there's a chapter on each moon signs, and I've appointed a goddess to go with the moon signs. And, you know, I, I really thought long and hard about what goddess archetype would go with mm. moon in each sign like interesting the the cancer moon i appointed isis uh-huh. who is the great mother of all to be um the archetype for that moon sign because as far as i know nobody ever see i'm i'm into inventing things yeah i've <laughs> I, never seen I, those things connected before no, that's, that's I, pretty cool I invented a whole system combining uh, Western astrology and Western way as well. That's my other book, Astrophile. I just, you know, it's in my chart. I won't go into it because, you know, (laughs) I'll be speaking jargon. But basically, I'm here to invent new things. Mm -hmm. So that's what appeals to me. Go where no man, no woman has gone before. I love that. You know, when, one question that comes up for me whenever I'm talking to somebody who does make those really bold moves to say, nobody's done this, I'm going to do this. What inspires you and how do you find the, the bravery to put that out there? Because I know a lot of people look at it and they're good at connecting different things or they're like, they've got these great ideas, but they never actually share them. So what was that process like for you? You know, I'm thinking about like, the Astro Feng Shui book in 2010. It was a girlfriend of mine who I've known for many years who really mm. built up my confidence about that. Because mm. I developed the system in my head and I told her about it and she was so bowled over by it. She said, you have to write a book about this. So sure. it was based on her confidence in me, I mm. guess that gave me the confidence. And then I, I undertook a research project. I got 30 people to test out doing rituals in huh. at particular new moons and then report back to me about what happened, what results they got. And then I had a whole body of, you know, knowledge to pull from and, and right. to fill the book with. I love that. That's a great approach because both the idea of having somebody there that, that is kind of your cheerleader that wants you to get it out there and that you took the time to test it and prove the ideas. Yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck at that piece of how do I, how do I prove this outside of my own head? So that's, that's a great way to kind of set that up and be able to have the case studies that show, okay, here's how these things influence. Yeah. That's awesome. And then in the other book, Moon Power, which was I wrote in 2016, that uh, book was solicited. I was contacted by a publisher back east. Oh, okay. Moon. And so they pretty much gave me carte blanche to do 
whatever I wanted um, in the book. And so I didn't have any anybody in particular supporting mm -hmm. case, but just the fact that a publisher feels you're, you know, uh, astute enough to write a book like right. that. That alone, I guess, gave me the confidence to kind of be oh, inventive yeah. and, and come up with my own moon sign theories. That is so cool. And yeah, that is, that is a huge vote of confidence when you have somebody like that reach out and say, hey, we want your ideas on this. We want to publish them. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. All right. So what's, what's next for you as far as these pieces go? Oh, gosh. Um. I don't know, being on podcasts. <laughs> That's great. Telling more people about it. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, I, I have a blog. I, I blog once a month. Uh, in fact, everybody's welcome to get on, on my list. And in fact, um, if you say, if you tell me that you heard about me um, on Michelle's show, I will send you for free my ebook called Encampment which is a really fun thing. Awesome. Do with dressing in the colors and the gems and the, huh. the you know, doing different things that pertain to the day. Like today's a Monday that we're speaking mm -hmm. in pearls and black and white, which are the colors right. today. And ending huh. with the moon, which happens to rule Monday, moon day, right? Mm-hmm. So this is an ancient system back way, way back from the Sumerians that hardly anybody knows oh. about and it's fun. And it's, a, it's a yet another way that you can align yourself with the energies of any given day. And particularly if you know your own ruler, like, oh. you know, you're as a Sagittarian, your ruler is Jupiter. Mm -hmm. That's Thursday. Thursday's your day. So you huh. would purple okay. or some shade of some variation of purple on a Thursday. Thursdays are good days to travel. They're good days to communicate and speak. Huh. You know, these are, these are just fun ways that you can kind of get more in alignment with. I just really love the planets, you know? That's so interesting. They kind of speak through me and I, I want to share them with others. In fact, uh, sometimes it's, than others, I just had to laugh earlier when we had, we had a little bit of a, a gaff going on there in the beginning, <laughs> trying yeah. to get going. And we were talking, you were mentioning Mercury retrograde. Yeah. This is um, it, this is what's known as the shadow period, right? Mm -hmm. Or the retrograde of Mercury, which actually happens October 31st. It happens <laughs> And it's happening in Scorpio, which is a, like this very deep, intense sign, right? Huh. And so that's why that even a 10-day period prior mm -hmm. to the communication planet Mercury going retrograde, you can still start to experience miscommunications. Oh, I thought I filled that thing out. Oh, no, I didn't get it. <laughs> You know, right. Oh, so so here, here's a question that always comes up for me when I, when I look at some of the things like this, like I, 
I have before had the urge to like lock myself in a padded room when Mercury <laughs> went retrograde in Sagittarius one year because it felt like, and it might've been in my head, I don't know. It felt like everything was going a little bonkers. Well, that was like, you can't, sign. right? Well, it was and, in your side. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, but you can't, like, you can't just take a break from life and lock yourself away. Right. So how do you deal with those things where you look at a chart and you say, okay, chances are things could get a little crazy here you can't move the planet. So how do you right. deal with, you know, maybe Thursday is best, but I'm scheduled to do this on a Monday. Like, uh -huh. what do you do with that? I think it's possible to transcend the energy to some degree. I mean, you might still have some, some difficulties, but if you know it's coming mm -hmm. and you're for it and you're like, okay, I'm going to just give myself a little extra time here. Gotcha double check and triple check that I have the right, you know, information or yeah. that I did fill out that form or whatever it is. You see, that's how you work with gotcha. the energy. So a lot of and it's just about awareness. Exactly. Okay. You know? So, and you know, some things will affect you more than others. Mm. Some people are ruled by Mercury, you know, either you have Gemini rising or Virgo rising or Virgo sun or Gemini sun. These are the signs ruled by Mercury. Mm -hmm. so you may find that the retrogrades affect you more, or maybe you're born at a time when Mercury was retrograde and they don't affect you at all. So well, that's interesting. It's all very individual. <sighs> that's so fascinating. Yeah. So for somebody who might be maybe new to the world of not necessarily astrology, but maybe the moon side of it or, or going deeper with it, where do you recommend somebody start? Start learning about astrology? Yeah. Yeah. If they want to start learning to maybe apply some of this. Well, um, read my blogs, um, go on my Instagram, which is, um, okay. Moon power. Every single day, I post something about what the prevailing energy of the day is. And I always have okay. an image that speaks to whatever it is. And a lot of people say that's like favorite thing of theirs that, uh -huh. that I do, even more than my blogs and various, you know, okay. I have a Patreon show once a week people subscribe to, and they can find out in pretty understandable terms what's going on for the week. Gotcha sun sign forecast to see where it's hitting your chart and a lot of astrologers do it isn't just me i mean right now astrology is having quite the renaissance yeah i've noticed that i know a lot of people who are either starting to learn about it or starting to apply it in different ways and it's fascinating yeah the one thing about that that concerns those of us that have been in the in the field for a long time though is there are people now, young, younger people jumping on the bandwagon without any real training. They haven't, they haven't mm. themselves in the fundamentals, you know, and yet they're passing themselves off as astrologers. So do be careful who you go to and who you believe. <laughs> you know, that, that goes for any field that you want to get an expert opinion on. Do your research. Make sure the person is actually an expert in the field that you're looking to learn from. That, that's an important reminder for everybody. And, you know, I think the place to start is by having your chart done. If you've never had your chart read, mm -hmm. and, you know, that's where you're going to catch fire with this. And because you'll, to me, what astrology really does is it validates. It confirms mm -hmm. what you've kind of always known about yourself. 
Gotcha. And it, it clarifies some areas you were confused about. But more than anything, it gives you that permission and that confirmation that yes, this thing I've always wanted to do is really something that I ought to be doing. Or maybe, you know, it's, it's not the way you thought of doing it is right. the best way. Or maybe the timing huh. is you should wait till next year to do it instead of this. <laughs> There's just so many variables. I can only imagine. That's, that's so fascinating. I know birth charts like that are something that you offer, right? Oh, yeah. So people can find out more about that at your website. Okay, yes. cool. And again, we'll make sure there's a link, guys, wherever you are watching or listening, that you can go check that out. Uh, one question that I try to ask everybody is, what's your favorite thing about the work that you do with clients? Well, I guess it's that people are always so happy mm -hmm. at the end of the reading. I mean, I don't want to say always. Because I suppose occasionally I do get someone who maybe didn't hear what they were hoping to hear. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm going to deliver bad news. <laughs> but, you know, I, for the most part, because of that confirmation that they've gotten, mm -hmm. just like um, they feel so inspired. They feel so happy that they are either on course after all or that they see the way clear to getting where they want to go. Love that. And I, I can love see the, why you'd enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me feel so fulfilled to be able to do that for people. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I think confidence and clarity is one of those things that regardless of where you find it, you have to find it somewhere because without that, you're never going to actually move forward with what you're here to do. Yeah. Love and by that. the way, I don't, uh, I, one of the things people ask me all the time is what uh -huh. is the purpose? Mm -hmm. I want to say to people right now, if that's something, if that's a stumbling block for you, get over it. Because mm -hmm. I don't think there's any such thing as a grand purpose. Huh. Okay. Whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel, that's your purpose. And it can change. Your purpose may not be the same as it was 10 years ago or when you were a child or, or 10 years hence, you know? Yeah. So don't get hung up on, mm. because believe me, I hear that all the time. Yeah. People make themselves crazy. Oh, is this my purpose or is it that? Or, you know, yeah. Oh, what it is. That, that's a great reminder for people because that, that's true. It is one of those things that I've seen people who it's shifted as yeah. they've grown and as they've gone through different phases in their life. And I, I like what you said, because the thing I always tell people is find what lights you up, yeah. what gets you excited, what brings you to life. That's probably what you should be doing right now. Yep, exactly. Love that. The world yeah. needs more people who have come alive. That was part of some very famous phrase that, you know, don't go seeking after your purpose. Just find out what lights you up. And yeah, because that's what the world needs is more people who've come alive. Yes. I, I love that quote. That's actually one of my favorite quotes that I, uh, I remind people all the time. It was Howard Thurman. Don't Howard ask yourself. Thurman. Yep. Don't yep. ask yourself what the world needs. Ask that's yourself it. what makes you come alive. That's it. That. Yep. Because yeah, what I'm, the world needs is people who've come alive. You yeah. got it. Thank you for making that a little more uh, accurate. 
that's one of my favorite quotes because I think it's so true. And, you know, it's one of the reasons people will ask me, like, why do I interview such a variety of people? Because I think different ones of us need different ways to find that thing that makes us come to life. Like it, it's not the same for everybody. And for some people listening who maybe haven't found that yet, it might be astrology. It might be having their chart read that does that for them. You know, and it's, it's important, I think, to have all the options in front, of it, in front of you so you can look at them and go, well, let me try this. Let me try this and find something that really does resonate with you. And there are more than one thing that are going to make you come alive. I remember I was a dance craze um, for about 10 years. Huh. All I wanted to do, I mean, I, obviously I was still practicing astrology, but in every spare moment, and we're talking like five or six nights a week. Wow. Out salsa dancing. <laughs> it was such a passion, right? Mm. And then it just started to wane and wane. And now I hardly ever go. So it's like, who knows where these passions come from? Sometimes you can correlate it with a chart. Just, mm -hmm. oh, wow, maybe your progressed ascendant moved into Leo and suddenly you want to get out in the world and be more you know, uh, colorful and be seen. And, but it's, astrology is not a predictive art per se. I mm. predict events and things for people because there's, there's free will, there's fate. Right. He knows really what fate is, you know? Think, you know, something could fall in your house, right? I mean, that's like, that's what I mean by fate. It can be way out of your control, mm. necessarily be seen in the chart. And even if I could see them, I wouldn't tell people some, you know, a light gotcha. in your house. So you're, you're not the type that's going to predict the winning lottery numbers for me. No, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't think it's possible to do that. Imagine that astrologer themselves would be like multi, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because there's such a range within everything. And I think it's really about finding what's a fit for you. Um, some of the stuff we see on TV is just a whole nother, a whole nother level of, of something, but it doesn't mean there's not something there that's worth investigating and worth taking a look at. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time, for sharing this. I think the, uh, the concept of, of the moons and the moon charts is so fascinating. So for anybody listening, if you haven't already, make sure you stop by someone's website, put your uh, birthday, time, time of birth in, send your mom a text if you need to double check when that was. I am sure she will remember what time you were born. Yeah. I know my mother certainly did. <laughs> and find out might be something that uh, gives you some, some new insight or some different insight into you as a person. Um, yeah. Again, thank you, Simone, so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. Wherever you're watching or listening to this, you will find links to someone's Instagram if you're interested in those uh, moon energies of the day, as well as her books that she mentioned and where you can follow her online. Check her out, connect with her. And if you mentioned that you heard about her here, she'll send you a copy of that ebook she mentioned. So be sure you click like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you are watching or listening. And we will see you back again for another episode soon.